Hi, it's Dave Burton here, the guy with the furrowed brow. And today's topic is feelings, dealings with feelings. Like it or not, we're all affected to some extent by our feelings. Joy, sadness, anger and fear are a part of all of our lives. The question is, how do we react? What do we do when we feel them? We can be overwhelmed by them. We can ignore them. We can wish they'd go away or we can bottle them up. But one of the first steps we can take to being able to manage our feelings in a healthy way is to understand why we're feeling the way we feel. This concept, originally developed by John Heron, a British pioneer in facilitation, could help. It's based on the idea that human beings have certain built-in needs. And when the meeting of these needs is interrupted by actual events or our assumptions, our ideas or our opinions, certain feelings typically arise and our behaviour changes. I'm also going to outline strategies that we can use to reduce the impact of these interruptions. The first of these needs that I'm going to cover is our need to love and be loved, to be able to say to ourselves, I'm loved, I matter. Now the interruptions that can occur here are the loss of an item or a facility, Uh, separation or bereavement, uh, relationship problems, moving away from friends, maybe redundancy, or some change of status in your life. The resulting behaviours? Tearful, Mm -hmm. quiet, Mm -hmm. withdrawn, Mm -hmm. no energy, low motivation, nobody loves me. The feeling? Sadness. What can we do? How can we support ourselves or others? Offer sympathy and loving gestures. Listen to the person. Listen to yourself. Let the crying happen. It's a natural release mechanism. And really importantly, acknowledge the sadness as being logical or understandable. And say something like, I'm not surprised you feel that way. And this will encourage yourself or the other person to find some new ways to be loved and to be valued and they'll probably develop a high level of loyalty to that new way. The next need I'm going to look at is that need to understand or make sense of the situation, to be able to say to ourselves, things are okay. Now, interruptions to that can be a fast pace of change or uncertainty about what's happening or why. Being in a new or unfamiliar place or situation like a new job, having to change your routine, having to find new ways of doing something. And how do we behave? We get a bit trembly and worried. We might cling to the old or criticise the new. We might stick to the rules or gossip. We can lose confidence. We can struggle to make decisions. And under that, we're probably saying, I don't know what to do here. The feeling is fear. How can we support that feeling? Well, think positive. Listen Provide or gather some more information or training about the new setting. Acknowledge the fear as being logical or understandable under the circumstances. You could say to yourself or another person, this sounds like quite a challenging situation. And that will encourage you or yourself to find ways to lessen the uncertainty. And the outcome of that is that the fear can turn to excitement. The third of these needs is to have choice some level of self-determination, to be able to do things our way. The interruptions, being told what we can and can't do, 
having no choices or options, not being able to do what we want to do, being unable to make things happen. Some of the causes include rules and policies and procedures that hold things back, lack of support for an idea we've got. And how do we behave? Quite often a flushed face, a raised voice. We might get sullen or we might get argumentative and lash out, be disruptive, resistant, protest. Or we might just provide grudging agreement. But underneath it all, what we're saying to ourselves is, quite often, ah, this sucks. How do we deal with that? Well, we can allow venting the frustrations in a healthy way. Again, listening can play a big part. Taking time out might help. Seeing the funny side of a situation can help as well. And again, acknowledging the anger as being logical or understandable, albeit not necessarily acceptable, in those circumstances. So you might be saying, wow, something's really got you going here. And that in turn will encourage the person to find choices that they can make or actions that can be taken. So that anger turns into energy that can be used. Now here are some more general strategies for helping yourself and others. Firstly, notice your feelings. Take the time to observe how or what you're feeling. You can look at the behaviours above to give you some clues. Ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Identify or put a name to the feeling. And choose from sadness, anger or fear rather than the generics like upset or shattered or gutted. Accept the feeling. Often we've been taught to deny our feelings, but accepting them as existing, appropriate and understandable can be a significant step towards feeling better. Value the feeling and use the ideas we've covered today to give you some clues about how you might do something useful to resolve the feeling. Also, acknowledge the feeling in a way which doesn't blame another person. Use I language to own the feelings. Keep the feeling in perspective. Rather than let it take you over, you can say, I am this feeling of sadness, and I'm more than just this feeling. I'm also my experience, my successes. That makes sure you stay in charge of the feeling rather than the feeling taking charge of you. Next, check if the person wants any help. Ask the person if they have any ideas about what can be done to improve their situation or if they need any other form of help. And finally, be reasonable. If you or someone else can't change what's causing the feeling, face up to that and try a different option. And a couple of overriding strategies. Firstly, manage your own feelings when you're listening to someone. If you get too emotionally involved, your own usefulness will fall away. Then, don't set yourself up as the rescuer. This might mean saying something like, I can see this is a significant problem for you, but it's not one I can solve. And yes, we can modify our feelings by modifying our thoughts, but would life without feelings still be life? And as for joy, well, we'll get to that one another time. Cheers for now.